Instagram. <coughs> anyway, we're starting now. <clears throat> Greetings to you all and welcome to Mono Dialogues with McKinsey. I'm your host, Marlies McKinsey, and on this episode, I'm here with two lovely individuals, and they're gonna be telling us about their stories, their journey on being homosexuals and what the link is between masculinity and all that. But before we delve too deep into that, let me welcome Ashley and Leanda. How are you? Excited. I'm very excited. I am curious as to how this will go. <laughs> okay, please do tell us a bit about yourselves and your pronouns. Because the reason I also did not mention the pronouns firstly is because we happen to like place a lot of emphasis on that, like the conversation we were just having outside mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you are not your sexuality. Yes. That, yes. Yeah. I might be misquoting you, but yeah. So please do tell us a bit about yourselves. I'm Ashley Jade. Um, I identify as a homosexual queer person, and my pronouns is non-binary. So which means you can I can go with they, them, or he and she. It doesn't really matter. Okay. I'm Leander. I am. Let me shock you. <laughs> shock us, please. I am a feminine bisexual guy. My Ooh. pronouns are him, his. Mm. I, I'm not following. What is shock? I understand. I need to understand. No, really. Yeah, actually, it was a shock. Eh? I'm but shocked. Was, yes. Yeah, now is what does that mean? A feminine bisexual men do exist. So, yeah, so what is it? What is a feminine bisexual mm. man? Okay, I'm feminine. But that's totally different from my sexuality. sexuality. I identify as bisexual. Oh. But many people assume that just because I'm feminine, yes. I'm gay. And okay. we get, can I answer that? Yeah. We get this, um, this connections or this, when someone is straight, when a straight man walks in here, but he's very feminine, we assume that he's gay. Yeah. yeah. And it's not normally the case. Yeah. So I get him when he says that he's a, Oh, a so I've been getting it wrong. You're not homosexual. You're bisexual, bisexual. and right. you're homosexual. Okay. And you're so good having a bisexual. Now we have a bisexual perspective. We're so yeah, sorry for assuming. We have to apologize for assuming. <laughs> this is very inconsiderate of us. Okay. I mean, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing and apologies for getting it wrong. Yeah. It's important to actually acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something we're going to get a bit into as we move further along into this discussion. But mainly, like I said, let's just so that the audience understands what we're here for. Mm -hmm. um, we spoke about now it's no longer the link between masculinity and homosexuality, mm -hmm. but rather the link between masculinity and the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. But I do understand that you cannot necessarily speak for the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be talking mainly about your experience right. as a bi person. You're going to be talking mainly about your experience as a homosexual and also talk about what the idea that you have on the rest of the members in the community, which would be LG. Trans people. Trans people. We have a little bit of a here, which is LGBTQIA. This is, is from our textbooks. There you see the L stands for lesbian, G for gay, 
be for bisexual, to transgender, Q for queer, uh, intersexual, and A for asexual people. Lovely. And again, my question now is, firstly, please, you, you study gender and woman studies. Can you yeah. please tell us a bit about that before we continue with the discussion? Amazing macho, <laughs> if I have to say it Amazing and, and complex. Yes, that, because but that's what makes it fun. The first time I heard of this, I was like, ah, you know, I'm a person with social issues. I can tackle this. Yeah. And then I started getting deeper into it and it's like, whoa, it's bigger than I thought. Yes, most definitely. Because it's layer after layer after layer mm, after like, layer. And it's like, and everything is actually connected mm -hmm. with whatever they should study. Everything is connected. And it all builds up into what a person is. A person is a sex. A person is a gender. A person is masculine or feminine. That's all the layers that's behind a person. So before you studied women and gender studies, what was your perception of sexuality and of the whole gender as a generalization thing? Well, simple as everybody out there thinks like it's either a gay or a bisexual or a lesbian person. And they, the gay person, normally gay people are feminine. Normally, um, straight people, if it's a straight, let's say it's a man, right? If he's feminine, he's gay. We assume he's gay. Mm -hmm. And if it's masculine, we assume he's straight. But what if that straight or that masculine man is gay? So you experience after now knowing what gender woman in mm -hmm. studies is, mm -hmm. you now have a distinct view of that, if yes. I may put it like that, and you're now appreciating of those genders, more appreciative of the other genders and sexualities than and more you were before. More but how has that helped you with your own sexuality? How has that helped you navigate your own sexuality? Every day is a learning experience for me. So, the more you read, and study what society says about gender and women especially, the more you absorb all of that and it's like, oh, this is how it is. How can I tackle this as an individual? How can I deconstruct what society has built and actually put us into these boxes? Mm. If you get what I mean. I, I, I yeah. So my job as I study um, women's and gender studies is how do I deconstruct this? How do I break down these walls that society has put up in order to box us? Yeah. Okay, I hear you. Um, so there is sex, there's gender, there's sexuality. Okay, I'm going to try and define this. But with sex, it's related to the genetic makeup of the person. Your biology. Yes, yeah. meaning that the XX chromosome is mm -hmm. what would make me male. Mm -hmm. Correct? Female. No, female. female. And then the XY chromosome is what would make me woman. Male. No, male. 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 And then there is intersex. But that is quite rare. But what is the genetic makeup of that right now? I do not necessarily know. I but do. I know that they're called hermaphrodites, or what do we call it? This is how the um, intersex people chromosomes would look like. It's either an X and double Y or double X and double Okay. Y. This is it. Is it picking up? So now, 
having known now that we know that this is what makes you male, this is what makes you female, how do we then get to what makes us gay? Because even like I mentioned earlier on that science does not necessarily have the exact answer as to how or what makes us gay. Mm -hmm. But we all know from having studied life sciences, I'm assuming you're currently studying women, so you do have (laughs) an idea of that. What makes us gay is not necessarily known, but it is thought to be a mutation. It is thought to be a hormonal imbalance. And of course, they do not have the exact answer. So now, when you got to a point, how did you know you were gay, basically? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we, we believe, like everybody else believes, if a person believes of what, if someone's watching right now and the person is asking, like, the person believes that what makes a person gay is either what? Sciences, or it's based on a simple feeling, um, or based on a choice. I believe, I've always known, I've always known, it's like, um, I mean, I would encourage people to go watch gay movies, I would encourage people to read more about homosexual stuff, it will um, educate you more, it will give you more of a person's perspective that is gay, or bisexual. Um, You started dreaming of either both male or female people in a sexual way, or desire to them in a sexual way, or you feel emotionally attracted to either the same sex or the both same or opposite sex. So that is what happens on the inside. And you're starting to put your own labels on it, but it's very difficult when the world have all these bad labels for what it's called. Um, let's say pervert or mm-hmm. all the other words <laughs> they put in on you. So now you discover this, what you're feeling, and you know this is who you are, and sunlight in secret, you know, when you read these books in secret, you watch these videos mm-hmm. in secret, and that tells you who you are, but out there in public, it's something huge, uh, it's something mm. to be embarrassed about, it's a big sin mm-hmm. out there. So now you're afraid to come out, firstly, you're afraid to put yourself out there because you're being judged everywhere you go, and now you have to take those labels and put it on, onto you, like, okay, then I am homosexual, okay, then I am gay, okay, then I am what... The word the bible says about this so mm. um it's difficult because who do we identify them as do we identify as who we think we are or do we identify with the world's stereotypical labels no <laughs> the question again your question is how did you know you were bisexual well 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 um from a young age okay i discovered it when i was in grade seven but before that it was a matter of you know the feelings that you have as a child, like, oh, I like this person, mm-hmm. I like this person. But for me, it's it was never about gender. It was always about, as a person, I like you and I see potential, you know. When you have those childhood fantasies, for me, it wasn't about your biological makeup. It was about how I feel emotionally connected to you. So... Growing up, it was like, am I the only one who feels this way or does everyone else feel this way? And then through reading a book about puberty, when I was in grade seven, I discovered about sexuality and oh, there's gay, there's bisexual, there's trans, there's 
straight and all of that and then I figured out that oh I fall under being bisexual. Okay, so then we've already established what sex is and how your view of sex is. So now let's get on to gender. What is gender? <laughs> well, um, gender. you want to go first? Um, I think gender is. Well, it's not definite. Yeah, it's not definite. It's not definite. Only gender roles are. Gender roles are definite, but I don't know. I think when we speak about gender, we'll speak about masculine and feminine. Yeah. Or so, androgyny. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I would say, if you would ask what's my gender, I would say I'm uh, feminine. Or gender non conforming. Yeah. Gender, yeah. Um, as a non-binary. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's when we come to the gender. And uh, do you wanna quickly before I continue? No, continue because I'm getting an idea. Oh, so that's normally who you you are as a person. You see, your sexuality is who you feel attracted to. Your sex is biological. Your gender is more to who I identify as in the gender spectrum out there? I would say gender is um, your human role in society in terms of how you express your sexuality or your sex. Mm -hmm. That's gender to me. Yeah, it's something uh, like Aunt Langa said. Something Langa, right? Langa. 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 Something Langa said in his TED talk. Um, you're born into either pink or blue, mm -hmm. and that's according to your biological sex. Mm -hmm. um, then, How automatically, you to act it out yes, to blue already has its gender role. Mm -hmm. Pink already has her gender role, and there's roles and regulations aligned according to gender that you have to follow. That it's waiting for you to fill. And <clears throat> what if? One something he said in his speech, what if I was born a blue but I act in a pink gender? Mm -hmm. What if he is um born into a blue but he acts in both pink and blue? So it's some it's in some type of way it is uh, gender roles, in some type of way it is what he said. So what I'm getting from both of what you said is that basically you did not have enough resources, you did not have enough guidance in your sexuality because and what i'm getting a lot is you had to go out there do your own research yes, in order yes. to figure out who you are mm -hmm. or what you are mm -hmm. because it wasn't readily available as for myself as a straight person i already knew that i fall into the pink and this is what i'm going to do and to me it felt all natural mm -hmm. but to you i must assume that to some degree it wasn't comfortable at all yeah. because here you are you're living your life in a certain manner but society expects you to live in a certain manner yeah. and this is what we're gonna it's gonna boil down to the church coming in but before we get into that i just i don't really know how to put it 
but yeah it's just a matter of getting that there wasn't really enough guidance mm -hmm. so and the fact the very fact that here you are as a child in grade seven you experiencing puberty you having all these hormonal changes and you're told that blue is blue pink is pink mm -hmm. you must really it must be confusing not knowing how was that the experience it was confusing it was confusing okay i'm sorry you had to go through that it's really yeah i mean kids are still going through it yes kids are still um that's what i'm planning to do with my degrees to become a guidance counselor at mm -hmm. schools to um guide children not only academically but individually and let's speak about the sexual mm -hmm. or the sexuality thing let's speak about the gender and the sex and because many times when i grew up um not too long ago <laughs> um, when i grew up the, the topic is taboo in families. The topic mm -hmm. is taboo in school. It's taboo in church. Do not even think of it in church. Because parents, there's no parent that will say, no, my child is not straight. Every parent has yeah. that, that mindset yeah. that you're straight, you're going to be straight. You yes. should be yes. straight. And we will make it straight. So they will not offer any guidelines as to what if you're not straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think That's many, why there is no help or guideline when you discover that you're not straight mm. you cannot mm. immediately go to your parents and it's even more difficult now for kids out there that that's confused i mean you have pink and blue bathrooms at schools and mm -hmm. i always thought why where's the orange bathrooms i mean um, where's, where's the, the none where's the purple bathrooms it's it's just blue and pink and um when I say no, it's more difficult because to identify of who I am. Some kids out there is really confused because the church is telling me this, my mother is telling me this, or the people I live with is telling me this, my friends are telling me this, social media is telling me this, science is telling me that about who I am. And now I'm trying, it's, it's difficult to put these labels onto you. Mm -hmm. So perhaps he didn't know what bisexuality is. So he thinks maybe because he feels attracted to men, he's gay. Maybe because he feels attracted to women, he's straight. Now it's, a, do I feel more attracted to women? Do I feel more attracted to male? So it's, it's a bit difficult. So now you have to take all of these things out there yeah, that's being much. judged, that's being put into a stereotype, and you have to put those labels on you. So it's very confusing, yes. I was having a conversation with a friend last night regarding this whole chat because, like I said, I was very nervous around having to like tiptoe around this issue because it's very sensitive but my i think what made me feel better was that i'm not having this conversation with overly sensitive people so that is what made me come what what calmed my nerves rather but it wasn't a choice that's what i'm picking up yeah that you your sexuality was not a choice a but choice. you also were not born that way yeah it was a discovery it was a discovery yeah. so we could say that you probably have been gay most your life or bisexual most your life in your case but you didn't it was dormant yeah you didn't it, it's only until puberty hit that you got to realize that this is what i am mm -hmm. what am i going to do about it now is and sorry. no yes Many people think, um, and I'm not saying it's wrong to think like this, many people think that 
uh, being gay sexual. Oops. Can I continue? Yes, yeah. continue, Sorry. Um, so many people think that it's it's when it's not a choice, you're being mm-hmm. affected by these things um, on social media. Let's let's take a scenario. Let's say two parents raise a child, and the child grown up discover that the child is homosexual or bisexual. Um, of course, the child's gonna want to ask the parents about this, but parents knows nothing about it actually. But they just know what they've been taught about this topic. So now they would want to tell the child that it's wrong, and the child would be even more confused. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what what do you do when it's when it's not just a discovery? Some people think you're being affected, like you're being influenced. Mm-hmm. So it's because of your friends you're gay. It's because mm. of your friends you. It's because of those videos you watch. That's why you're bisexual. You see. So some people think it's it's how society affects you as a person mm. that makes you this. And yeah, some people think that. I'm not saying that it's wrong. We all have the right to believe what we do. That's when we need to educate people that sexuality is an innate identity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. come from outside. Yes, it's something yes. that. Grows up. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. What was the East talk like for you? Because as a straight person, I was just told, don't sleep with a boy. This is what <laughs> happens when you sleep with a boy. Now that you're menstruating, almost and mm. if you're going to go sleep with them, you're going to get pregnant, and you do not want that because that's a lifetime expense. So, I'm assuming, I, I want to believe that the conversation must have been different from you, it was for avoided. you, but I, it was avoided. It was avoided. Same. I like, never had that conversation. Well, I never had that conversation. And whenever, my family. whenever my parents were like initiated, I would run away. Because like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, it's, it's not what that? you think. It's not what you think. <laughs> I'm totally different. I'm different. <laughs> and I know myself, so we're not gonna... Go there. Okay. But would you go there for us today? Would you tell us about why would why wouldn't you do that? For me mainly it was okay, I was scared of being charged and rejected by my parents. Exactly. Yeah. That's why many people today do not come out because they're afraid of judgment. They're afraid of the stereotypical judgments out there about being bisexual and gay. Yeah. So how did you come out? Um, Did you even need to come out? I felt like I was never in the closet. I was always there. I mean, <laughs> I always felt like it was never necessary for me to come out because if you look at me, I'm the typical feminine gay person. Mm. So that's why I didn't feel like, hey, friend, there's something I have to tell you. I'm homosexual. I mean, you would have been, I know, I sis. see you. You know, <laughs> I accept you. <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't be necessary to do that, but with your family, it's different because, especially when the birds and the bees topic is being avoided. Mm. So, as we were having a conversation, me and my, my mother's husband and my mother, so we were sitting and we were talking about things, and especially about me coming to university. So, they felt like we, we want to have this conversation that's being avoided all the time so i was like yes but i was full of anger i was full of 
frustration because I was defending myself already before they can come with their judgment opinions. Mm -hmm. So I was saying that, yes, I do feel attracted to men. I do not feel attracted to women. I was just putting it out there. And what was their response? Um, I would say they kind of accept the fact that I came out. It's still a journey in accepting that this is who I am. You see? Because once I bring someone home, it will be another journey to start. Yeah. Because now Ashley has a boyfriend or Ashley has a husband. You see, my son has a husband and my son has a boyfriend. Is It's not... You don't hear it's that not a lot. It's easy to in your hands. <laughs> yeah. yes. So it's something that we have to learn. It's a learning process. Okay, I hear you. And another thing is now I want us to like get into the whole discussion as to what it was like in the church. I'm assuming we're all Christian. Yeah. What it was like um, growing up in the church. I do not, I want to put it on a religious scale and just say religion and generalize it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you're a Christian, you experienced it more in the church in Christianity and what was the experience like for you because and especially with regards to how the bible is interpreted that i still haven't gotten to that part in the bible mm -hmm. but not my actually have that <laughs> it is sexual homosexuality is immoral or that it is not condoned how do you like how do you get past hearing that the way you live your life is unnatural the way you live your life is sinful how do you get past that and how are you basically how do you get through life like that and what was the experience being in the church and being told that you are not living life the way god intended it to be lived and also with that how do you think that being a homosexual being a bisexual person interferes with the purpose of procreation basically well the the time that started, that those conversations in church started clicking to me, I was like, mm, I don't feel safe anymore. That's when I started to avoid going to church and I would make up excuses every Sunday morning. Then I've got a lot of schoolwork, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And my parents took that because academically, yeah, I was that boy. So my excuses would, would be accepted and all of that. And... It was now at a point where I don't have any excuse anymore. I just don't want to go to church. And I needed to make up a new excuse that I feel better praying on my own. I feel better reading the Bible on my own. I feel better doing worship and devotion on my own. Church then was not something that I felt like I needed to go to. Because it was never now a safe space for me. Because I would sit there... And I would feel very much judged. Hmm. You so, feel more judged than yeah. out in the world. Yeah. You're more judged than church. Yes, yes, Um, I was I wasn't raised in church. I went to church by choice actually. So my mother and her husband belonged to one church and my grandparents belonged to another. So I, when I went to live with them. Um, I had to attend their church, but I wanted to. I wanted to know more about God. Um, that's where my relationship started with God, actually. And I still have a relationship with him, happily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no, that's good. 
Yeah, um, and many people think that it's impossible for homosexual to have a relationship. With That's God. also what I want us to talk about, like how do you navigate your relationship with yeah. God? So as he said, we will choose which parts we want to read in the Bible. We would choose um, because I think it's just fair to say that preachers and people out there that preach the word to us are preaching it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. and how they understand it or how God has told them to to come to us about it or to give us this this word um I did attend I was very active in church the youth the camps the choir Sunday school teacher mm -hmm. very active in okay, church okay I see you um but I was always running from that topic because that topic was never it was never a topic in church. It's just mm -hmm. that we all know it's wrong. It we're not talking good. about it. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But we know what the Bible says about it. It was that type of attitude. So it was at the point when I realized that my queerness is growing. I'm developing this queerness within me. And there is no more home in church for this queerness. Mm -hmm. There's not a home for this queerness as a Sunday school teacher or, or being in the choir because you have this certain image that mm -hmm. you have to keep up. So some people are going to be, do we have some questions in there? Yeah, um, we'll answer the questions just after you finish your Okay. Thought. So it is, okay. you're talking about there was no other was space, no space for your queerness. Yeah, there was, there was no space for the queerness, so I decided on leaving it. I would say luckily that was during COVID 2020. So the churches was closed now. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I can now have a connection with God on my uh -oh. own. And grow this relationship. Okay, God, here I am. What do you say about it? I know what the preacher says about it. I know what the world says, how they use your word to hate, to throw hate speech and all of that. How, what do you say about it? And then what I found was Philippians 4, verse 13, verse 13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can face this challenge firstly through the strength of Christ. And for God so loved the world that he sent his son to die for whosoever, not only straight people, not only bisexual people, but whoever believes in Jesus Christ. And that is the thing that kept our relationship going. Yeah. Because Yes, I'm done. We have some questions. Okay, yeah, some questions. Okay, the first question is from Somi Nahungu, and he is saying, why is there an external need from your side or from whomever conforms to the LGBTQIA plus movement to enforce their pronouns on everyone else? Just a question. So basically, why is it that everyone else needs to follow your pronouns when you decide that you are not a he, you are not a he, him, you are a she, her, or you are a they, them? It's, it's a matter of respect. If I say I am they, you cannot come to me now and say he. I would feel disrespected because I do not align my sex with my gender. And you need to respect both of these, my sex and my gender. So you cannot be like, oh, him, him, he, his. I would feel disrespected. You mm. would be disrespecting my gender identity. Mm. And no one wants to be disrespected like that. I cannot go to her and be like him. You mm, somehow feel disrespect, disrespected because you're not that's a man. Mm. You don't feel like a man. You don't identify as a man. Yeah. 
Um, outside before we came, we were talking about how that is not what makes you, how your sexuality, how your pronouns are not tied. Did we mention actually pronouns as well? How that is not, I the, how that is not tied to who you are as a person mm-hmm. because I was exp- I was expressing how what sort of gets to me about this whole thing is how we link it. We're basically making it a personality trait, if I can put it like that. Mm-hmm. That without me addressing Luyanda as they, Luyanda does not exist as a person, if I can put it like that, basically. So I understand the question because that is also why you're here to help us learn mm-hmm. about your community, about your LGBTQ plus. And because I, I could say, how how isolated do you feel from the rest of society? Because also looking at it and looking at all the protests, the movement looking at the advocacy that is there for the LGBTQ plus you actually like one would swear you're a very very big community mm-hmm. but within that community there's also divisions mm-hmm. yes most definitely yes and i would like to justify it by saying that oh but that is just human nature because even in christianity there are divisions there are denominations mm-hmm. so wherever humans are gathered there's always going to be divisions but now I asked you a lot of questions, so I hope it's really But before, before you ask a question, I wanted to say, um, sex is independent of gender. Mm-hmm. Gender is independent of sexuality. Right. We didn't get to sexuality. Mm. All these three are different entities. They're not... They're not so, Boyfilo yeah. is asking, so basically your gender is your identity. Part of your part identity. of your identity. Okay. Same with sexuality. Is there another question? Yes, we do. I think it's more of a comment from Boyfilomane. She says the problem with humanity is that if we are creating our own identity, we are leading ourselves to the path of destruction. Mm-hmm. How so? How would you like to respond to that? Okay, Buifilo, what do you mean we're leading ourselves to a path of destruction? And she added on to that and she says, I'm sorry, man. Unfortunately, when it comes to God, humans cannot pick and choose what they want to hear. I think this goes back to when you were saying that you would go to the Bible and yeah, you read the yeah, parts that yeah. you relate to and mm-hmm. leave out whatever does not, you know, mm-hmm. reflect to who you are and, and you also, don't identify with. Mm-hmm. Also touching base on that, on what she said that... You have God, here I am, and I hear what the preacher is saying. I hear what my family is saying. I hear what society is saying. I hear what I am saying. But what are you saying? And then you went to mention the scripture that whoever, that he died for whoever, not straight, not gay, not homosexual, not everyone. He died for everyone on the cross. And then earlier on, I also asked you, how do you think, or rather, your sexuality, if we're being realistic? Apparently, marriage and sex is created for the purpose, not necessarily, the main purpose is not really for pleasure, although that is included, but then it's for procreation. So then I ask the question, how does your sexuality, or you being a person, and I feel like this is more directed to you than it is to him, considering that he is bisexual, mm-hmm. 
but then it's a question that I would like both of you to answer and then we can explore this discussion. How does it interfere with procreation? Because does this mean that you now adopt or does this mean, and even if you are adopting, you're not necessarily bringing new life onto the earth. So like, how does, how do we go about that? I don't know, is my question clear enough? No, I'm not getting it yet. I'm trying to like find out how you being a gay person interferes with of, of procreation with the concept of because the only way new life can come about is men mm. and women mm. having intercourse the woman falling pregnant and finally one day popping out the baby yeah people always ask would you adopt one day and i'm like why not um there's wonderful things out there but um is it IVA? IVA. IVA. IVF. IVF. Is that the infusion um, thing? Yes. So when you can get someone pregnant with me and my husband's sperm, uh, or both, and we can have children, our own biological children. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's okay. that's how one would start a family. I mean, my answer normally would be to why if people ask why would you adopt them? Like, there's a lot of people that throw their kids away. Mm -hmm. Um, why not give them a home? Yeah. And I adding believe... on to what he says, I believe that there's more to marriage than just procreation. We are getting married because we love each other and because mm. we believe that we are soulmates, not because we want to bring life. Exactly. So now, again, this leads back because now I feel like we are more focused on the religious aspect mm -hmm. with sexuality. Yes. When you say it's not a matter of you wanting to create new life, mm -hmm. but rather you marrying each other because you love each other and believe that you're each other's soulmate. Mm -hmm. My question, now it goes back to what Bebilo was actually saying, that it comes to a point where we're picking and choosing. And quite honestly, if we're being frank, regardless of your sexuality, we we're always picking and choosing our sins. Yes. And which is bigger and which is smaller. And uh, no sin is bigger than the other. Mm. But you also, there was a question I asked. You didn't necessarily, like, you didn't really, I feel like you still haven't really gotten to the core of experiencing God as a homosexual in the church. Oh. Unless it's just a matter of there wasn't really much of an experience like that compared to other gay people that mm. have been in mm. the church you know like a lot of gay people have left the church because of such things mm -hmm. that is why mm. i was trying to understand that how is it that you are still here today and you are saying that okay i have a relationship with god and this is the nature of my relationship with him it does not mean that he loves me any less than he loves mm. the average person that believes in him so no, I just I was, want to like understand that. No, I did not have the story as someone would say I was attacked or hit me with the Bible or sent mm -hmm. to the camp uh, or anything like that too. Mm -hmm. But um, it just comes to I'm not a straight person and I would not want to be treated or put into boxes that straight mm -hmm. people are in or how straight people are being treated. Um, back to the marriage thing. Um, why isn't straight people being confronted with all of these questions? I mean, mm. why is it always the homosexual people that's being asked, um, do you want kids? What? Or is it just assumed that straight people would have kids? 
more assumed and we know that if you get that is also another issue of mine with marriage is because personally now this is more just really specific to me i have gotten to a point in life where i understand the concept of marriage i understand why the union exists but i still have not come to a point where i realize what actually why it is necessary to have kids and a marriage although i do realize that it is for the purpose of creation mm-hmm. but how because i feel like you need to get to a point where it, you're economically stable firstly to have a child and you're also emotionally secure emotionally stable to have a child because child those people are draining mm-hmm. so how do we get to that point do you see so yes it is assumed and i think it also very much depends on the house you come from the nature or tradition you grew up in as a person as a straight person that once i get married that is in order for me the reason we're getting married is so that i grow into this union i go into this union with god i grow into this union where i am now meant to be making children and i already go with the idea that we're gonna have kids one day unless i cannot have children then that is the only time that adopting becomes an option Mm -hmm. i would still think it differs from person to person It, it it it's not something that we're not getting married to start um having children we're getting married because we think we're soulmates that's the idea in the beginning later on in the stages we start talking about having children and it's a norm and it's a social structure yeah. that we've born into and we expect it to follow it exactly you see society is changing yet marriages and its rules is not but also we do get homosexual couples that do not perhaps want to have children or do not want to um form part of this reproduction Adapting or reproducing. And we get our straight people that don't want to. Exactly, there are straight people that still get doesn't want to have, doesn't want a family, but they want to be together for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So when we talk about marriage, it's, it's just assume that they're going to start a family, but it depends from the individuals. It depends on the soulmates. There's also another stereotype, as we know, that gay people, and I keep saying gay, but I feel like I actually shouldn't be saying gay. I should be like, bisexual mm-hmm. homosexual but then gay is most queer basically yeah. it's the mm-hmm. whole collective that is what queer means right it's yeah. the whole collective of the lgbtq plus am i correct okay is there another question there is a comment from Boybelo again she says i fully apologize to both of y'all that both of y'all experience church hate we are all sinners before god but we are all called to be born again john 3 verse 3 there is no hierarchy of sins when it comes to God. And then she also says, law, but society doesn't get to define marriage because it didn't create marriage. Society oh. didn't create marriage. Because religion is a social construct. So by creating religion, we create the rules that come with it. For example, marriage. Is that where the difference between spirituality and religion then comes in? Yes. So Christianity, the Christianity would be the spirituality, but the doctrines that come with that religion. is the religion, especially yeah. the law. Religion comes with law. Yeah. It's a must and it's a mustn't. It's a has to and it's a 
allowed and not allowed. That is religion. Um, That's what society has constructed. Yes, yes. Um, I believe, and anyone can differ from me, I believe that Jesus Christ came to break those laws because he spoke to his Samaritan and he wasn't even supposed to. He touched people that were sick and the law back then was not to touch them, not to get in touch or let's say for COVID instance, if Jesus was still here, he would go touch the COVID person while the law says not to be in contact with them. Mm-hmm. You see, so that's the person Jesus was. I believe Jesus came and set that free to have a spiritual relationship with an individual, mm-hmm. not having the go to all of those laws before you can get into the kingdom. I already died for the sin that you're supposed to die for to go to heaven. That's a religious statement, sorry. I hear you, like, I just had to let that sink in a bit. Yeah, so that's part of the journey that I had with my spiritual life and, 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 and moving away from religion. Going to spiritual, spiritual. Yeah. yes, because I believe the the law was created to see as a reflection, mm-hmm. to see what we're doing wrong, to write it, and then to live according to what God says, and according to what we think will bring us into the kingdom of God. So then, are we because moving? Do we then take the Bible as a guideline to spirituality, or do we take it as a guideline to religion? Because even in this, your your sex, which would actually mean that your sex goes contradicts scripture, the same way as me fornicating contradicts scripture. Which means we are all constantly getting in violation. We are constantly in violation of scripture. However, because this is something that you are, that you live with as a person, you are experiencing this every day. It means that to the average Christian, you are constantly in violation of scripture, Mm -hmm. right? So now when you mention that, no, but I am moving away from religion and I am practicing spirituality. And I hear what you're saying that it's a matter of, no, I really just am focusing on my relationship with God, which is what I personally also am doing because I do not belong to any church anymore. So it's a matter of how do you do that? How do we define spirituality from religion, already knowing that religion is man-made? But then what is spirituality? What does spirituality mean? What does it look like? Because from my knowledge or idea or seeing how it is often practiced it is that spirituality if i am practicing spirituality it's not just prayer it means now being a universe person what i mean with being a universe person is being a chakrahan that now that is when i am a spiritual person me going to the mountain me praying with water me lighting candles that is what qualifies me as a spiritual spiritual person whereas Personally, I think that what qualifies us as spiritual beings is just having that connection with God. Mm. And yes, there is my truth. Yes, there is your truth. But at the end of the day, there's only one truth. And I think that that is something that we're not going to get to at this point. Because again, as much as I have my truth, 
there is only one way to serve God. And but we're also not getting to that. Sorry, we're also not getting to that because we are constantly building these barriers mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. ourselves and mm-hmm. him. It's a matter of how do we get to that. That is why I'm like, usually I say that I'm the last person to judge anyone because I am constantly in violation of scripture. If I am not in violation of whatever the book of Peter says, I'm in violation of whatever the book of David says. I am constantly in violation of some form of scripture. But I feel that people that are part of the gay community carry the burden of being in constant violation of scripture, especially as far as the church is concerned. Say what you were going to say and I'll give you your opinion on this. With this barriers, barriers being built on my truth, your truth, God's truth, or the, the, the truth, the word of God, it's also how I interpret the word of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mainly how I interpret the word of God. The scripture, that specific scripture, isn't it just for what was for the people at that time? Mm-hmm. You know? Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. You see, so... Didn't God mean it's for those people at that time that made homosexuality so explicit that it became this big sin? You see? Um, wasn't he heading or wasn't he aiming to those type of people? So now we have the scripture immediately. I take it, I interpret it the way I want to with my own stereotypical understanding of how society is, how society functions. I understand it my way and I'm going to go out there, I'm going to use it the way I understand it. Do we actually ask the guidance of God before we take out a scripture and perform it or be spiritual on it? Do we do that every single day? Or do we just take a scripture and be like, ah, this is what I believe. And this is how I'm going to serve it to the people. See, so how are our attitude towards our truth and God's truth and how are we interpreting God's truth and how are we serving God's truth? Because I believe the truth of God is the love of God. And the truth of God is loving all people. That is the truth that I believe that is God's truth because he has shown me the love that he has for all people. And I've come to realize that the issue is not with religion or spirituality. It's the people that come with it. It's how they interpret it that now becomes an issue to the rest of us because they think that, okay, we are on the other side because we are not homosexual or whatever. We can dictate this to you and you cannot say otherwise because you don't belong. Yeah, we are right with God because Leviticus says this, you are wrong and you are the issue. And I can also come with with the scripture that says, talk about the love of God and then I hit you with it. At the end of the day, God would sit there and be like, why is my kids fighting over my truth? Why is my kids fighting over the truth? I mean, it's all on how we interpret it from individual to individual. And that's when I learned the importance of worshipping God. Yes. We worship God in different ways. Mm-hmm. Your language to God is different from my language to God. Mm-hmm. So how I pray is different from how you pray. How you interpret the Bible is different mm-hmm. from how I do it. But then at the same time, we need to realize that we shouldn't misinterpret. Mm. Do you think that with that, how we worship God differently, do you think there is only one specific way to worship God or is it always meant to be serving God differently the way we see fit, if I may put it that way? Yes, but then it needs to stem from your spiritual place of genuinity. Mm. It shouldn't just be like, I will do it differently. It Mm. should be genuine. Mm. 
how you do it should be real to you. It should feel real and be real. Can I also add to that? It's how the world is a structure. And a religion also comes with a type of structure. It's I have to get into that structure before I can, you know, com- mm-hmm. commune with God or before I should then what's the point of God making us all unique? Yeah. I mean, I have my different way of worshiping, you have yours. And God perceives it because He made us unique. He made you this way, and He would not expect from you to be something else that makes you unhappy and that makes you feel forced. Of course, He knows you're going to leave Him, move on, and not have a relationship, not being interested with the man that wants to hate and judge you all the time. And that's why many people turn their backs on God that is members of the LGBT, because the Word of God is being preached to them um, from a perspective that people, I would say, from my own perspective, I would say many people that's being judged or feel judged or feel condemned by the Word of God, and that's how they understand the Word of God, and that's how they're going to preach the Word of God. That's how they're going to say the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it is a matter of how I understand it and how I get it. Well, that's really interesting. Are there any more questions? We have a comment from mm-hmm. Boy Pilo. And she says, okay, there are two comments from her. The first one says, there is really one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus. This is why we cannot pick and choose with God and with God's word, because Jesus said we need to die to flesh daily. We need to be born again. And then she goes on and says, notice how I say we, meaning humanity, not just the LGBTQI community. Mm all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. Mm. Me, you, everyone. Mm. And then she says again, Lol now fam, God is love, yes, and he is holy as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, any response to that? I would totally agree with her when she said that. I agree. To some extent. <laughs> yeah, but then... I don't know how to put it. It sounds as if she's saying that, you know how she's talking about sin? It sounds as if she's saying now homosexuality <laughs> is a sin and we need to be washed from that. We need to be reborn from that. But she said, <laughs> that's what I'm getting. That, that, that has no business being funny. <laughs> like, yeah. Or maybe I'm getting that's it why, wrong. That's why I was thinking. My, when the fir- her first comment and I was like thinking, um, okay, then... I just said we all are unique. The God really wants an army to serve him. Oh, everyone should be straight. Everybody should be like this. Everybody should think like this. Everybody should walk like this. Everybody should talk like this. Is What's the point of God creating unique human beings if he wants an army? You know? So we do being renewed into the image of God means to bear the fruit of God. The goodness and the kindness and yeah, all the other fruits of the Spirit. And there's more to your humanity than your sexuality. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I want to. That's why I always emphasize on when someone comes out to me and be like, "Hi, Ashley, I just thought of something. I think I'm gay. I think I'm bisexual. Would you keep it a secret for a while because I think you can support me in this?" Normally, what I would say, forget about the fact that this is something major. To the world, it is, but to you, it to should you. be something that's part of you. It is yeah. not who you are, because then your mind is gonna wrap it all around. You're gonna feel all the judgment because this is who I am. It's yeah. not who you are. It's part of who you are. So then, can we make? Is this? It sounds like you're saying, "I'm a woman, but me mm-hmm. being a woman is just part of who I am as 
more least. Is that what yes, you essentially yes. say? Yes. Mm -hmm. So. You built up of so many things to be a person. Okay, so basically, I'm a person before I'm a woman. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying. Unless I'm not understanding. You could say that, but then in terms are, of how society reacts to your individuality, you would then be like, I am a woman before mm -hmm. I am a person. So the chat is different for straight people. Yes. Okay. As in, yes, you're straight, but you don't make it your identity. Yeah. Yet when someone else is not straight, you want it to be written on their forehead. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm not straight, I'm gay. <laughs> oh, my gay friend. Oh, my gay. Oh, my yeah. And it's like, there's more to me than just How that. could I say, oh, my straight friend? There's more to me than just that. Okay, we're going to be taking a break in five minutes, but we will we'll be back again. Continue. We, oh, are we going to break now? Okay. I've, we're going on a break now. We will be back in five minutes. <laughs> no, I was confused at all. <laughs>